Deep Blue Something's Breakfast at Tiffany's. I didn't have breakfast at Tiffany's. I had breakfast at home with my mum. So uh, on the phone, I should have, hopefully, uh, Rachel O'Connor. Hello, Rachel. Are you there? Hello, I am indeed, yes. Hi. Hey, it was, it was a relief when it works. That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for ringing in. So, Rachel O'Connor, you are a stand-up comedian and psychotherapist. Yes, I am indeed, yeah. A very interesting combination. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense in my head, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's the important thing. That's right. I suppose you can get yeah. quite a lot of uh, good material out of uh, if you know how the brain works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all about... Um, I think it all... I mean, the researchers wouldn't want, want, want people to know this, but really all psychotherapy boils down to is helping people to adopt an observer perspective. And then if you think about comedy... Often it's uh, it's all about observation and you know an observational humour. So I, I think the two are inextricably linked. But there you go. Yeah, that's fair. I suppose they are. Yeah. So uh, we spoke to Lorraine Hoodless, who uh, you were doing your show with in Edinburgh. Um, how did it go? How did it go? Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. It was it was an, it was a really steep learning curve. I think for both of us. Um, it was it, it was so much fun, and um, we really learned a lot. I think um, as comedians, but also, you know, personally as well in terms of, you know, um, being able to, to adapt and to, you know, adapt very quickly and learn from mistakes and, and be able to, you know, um, to put a positive uh, spin on things and, uh, yeah, and, and live the Edinburgh life, which is, you know, for a month or just short of a month, it's, it's it's quite um, a different shift in gear uh, to London in in, in good in a good way, really. In some way. So it was your first your first show this time around. Yes, the yeah, it was our first show. Yeah, we did a double hander, so it was bit, yeah, we did half an hour each. Um, and yeah, it was the first time I've been to the Edinburgh Fringe as well. So I thought, why not just do it all at once? It's, uh, <laughs> Straight in at the deep end. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was certainly a baptism of fire, but a, a wonderful one, and and so much fun, and the people that that I met there, you know, everybody everybody's like minded, and everybody's sort of experiencing the same, you know, the same anxieties and the same, um, you know, worries, and also the same fun times. So it's yeah, it's, it really is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously, doing your first show, you're kind of now au fait with what it's like to do Fringe as a performer. Uh, mm -hmm. I saw an article we were talking just now about some of the work you're doing uh, outside of comedy, or sort of with comedy, uh, in in, the, in your psychotherapist role. Yeah. So the, yeah. So I um, I work as a psychotherapist, and I also um, run a, a company, Why um, Self Wellbeing, and and uh, it's all about essentially training people to. Uh, to be resilient and to to bounce back from life's challenges and and you know be more uh, aware of stress and and how to manage it and um, how to you know invest more in in everyday life, which is really you know what we what we're all looking for, I guess. Yeah. What's the company called? Feel free to plug. Okay. It's a wise, <laughs> it's wise self wellbeing um, consultancy. So and I, I run um so it's Wise Space London. Um, a space in London and also go and run these workshops in companies and with individuals. Cool. So, so at the Fringe Festival, uh, you were doing some, some workshops for comedians? I was, yes, yeah, yeah, along with Objectively Funny, yeah. So I, I understand it was sort of uh, 
the idea of sort of coaching people to to kind of help each other and chat more about how they're feeling and how they're coping kind of emotionally with the stresses of the fringe yeah i mean it's this idea that um that people were looking um to improve first of all you know their own emotional intelligence so looking at their own mental health and well-being um you know how to manage stress um how to manage um you know sort of resilient thinking and how to manage energy at the fringe um and then you know once they were able to um to 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 learn those skills for themselves how they then um you know speak to others about their mental health and well-being and um and this idea of pay it forward so how we can sit and have a conversation and recognize the signs and symptoms when somebody is feeling a, a bit stressed and a bit overwhelmed which is obviously a common occurrence um in that kind of environment for for you know for comedians for performers for flyers for um people who are working you know in the venues it's you know it's, it's quite full on for everyone concerned so it was this idea of yeah sort of hints and tips um on how to look after one's own uh, mental well-being and then also how how to sort of start conversations and that was that was the real emphasis of this you know that idea of kind of creating compassionate communities i guess where people feel like they're able to um to talk about some of these things you know to say oh this went you know particularly badly today or i feel like i've messed up with something or you know and just be able to be open about it um and and not necessarily feel that they have to keep a front up you know everything's okay i'm fine kind of thing yeah. which is a big you know not just at the fringe but in everyday life we're often saying i'm fine and under the surface we're just keeping the proverbial together that's the kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess there's more of an emphasis to do especially as an entertainer if you're a comedian or even a musician that you kind of have to put out this front that everything's all right and you're okay mm, yeah that's it that's the culture often and um but i think see i mean from what the people that i've spoken to at the fringe certainly with within um you know sort of my friendship group and extended community of comedians that I know I think that there is a there is a shift and people are starting to really sort of talk about how they're feeling and and um you know how they how their how the well-being is if you like their wellness is and 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 having open conversations about things that haven't gone so well and and I think that's that's half the battle really if you're able to talk about that with other people then it opens up conversations and you get validated and the other person sort of said, oh, yeah, I've had a difficulty in that area. So it um, can be quite healing, I think. So I think it's yeah. changing, yeah. I think there's something, I guess it must something help. happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what would be your tips for people to, to sort of start up a bit of a group if there's, you know, friends that talk to each other? Yeah, I think um, certainly it starts, it's like you know charity starts at home compassion starts at home i think you've got to look after yourself and be you know recognize your own sort of stress levels and um you know your mindset how that how that is your energy levels and just looking after yourself and being um you know it's that, that, that sort of self-care side of things and then being able to um to talk to other people and whether they you know it's we we don't get it right all of the time but i think just starting the conversations being empathic you know, to being authentic and talking about your experience then allows other people to do the same. And I think if you're comfortable with um, with that yourself and you've got that kind of emotional intelligence, then you're able to kind of talk to others about it. And um, 
I think you can start with friends, you know, new mates that you've you've met, associates, whatever whatever it is. But it, it's starting those conversations, and it's almost like an experiment just to see what does it feel like to talk about how I feel, and then d- does that then enable somebody else to um, to talk about what's going on for them? Um, yeah. So it is a kind of experimenting kind of thing. I think it's a process. Breaking down the barriers and opening up a little is, uh, is what we want. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it needs to be framed as a process. So there's no right or wrong with it. It's just, you know, just starting those conversations, observing, reflecting. And, you know, and I think that, you, you know, that's, that's the important bit. But it's the starting the conversation, having the conversation that often is the most, you know, difficult bit. But, but yeah, if you start with the, your closest friends and then extend that, it, it, yeah, I think that's a really good way to go about it. And, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, the fringe, particularly, is a good place to to do that because I think hey, there's stand-up comedy. Definitely, it's a small kind of little group, isn't it? Really, you sort of see the same people around a lot. You get to know everyone, but you still yeah. feel you have to portray this kind of like positive vibe that everything's fine and come and see my great show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it depends on the exactly. Depends on the you know the people you um you know you you uh are friends that you know surround yourself with and and i think that's that's really important is to um you know to get that support uh, we talk about in psychotherapy it's really important to have a network and, and you know support um for yourself and then it, it's reciprocal so you can you know sort of um talk about what's going on for you and also um the other person feels that they can, but certainly with shows, there's almost this like, and social media feeds into it. This idea that oh, everything's amazing. Look, I'll take a photograph from this particular angle, and the crowd looks <laughs> bigger. <laughs> I've yeah. seen it. I mean, I don't really. I'm not a massive social media person, but I mean, I've had to be very resistant to it. But I think that that is another element. You know, it can it can really feed into it. So I think if you can, again, have those human conversations where you can eyeball someone, you can both talk about it, you can you can sort of, you know, there's a lot of humour comes into that as well. You can smile at the ridiculousness of that side of things as well. And I think that's, that's really important. And, you know, bringing humour into it and smiling at that, that, that side of it can be really helpful. And I think that's what it's certainly um, myself and my group of friends have been doing while we've been... In, um, in the fringe, and it yeah, it helps. To, it helps to give that distance, then, and you, you're observing it rather than feeling like it's consuming you. Um, yeah. So yeah. Nice. So Rachel, uh, where can people find? I presume you, with your work, you do uh, companies can get involved in, and so you come in and help them to build up these support groups. Um, where where can people get hold of you and, and find out more? So, yeah, so I, um, Space London is my website, um, so people can go on there. I, I do one-to-one work, coaching work, um, and also run these uh, wellbeing workshops, which are fairly interactive, but, you know, off the back of that, I also run coaching sessions. But the, the idea really is, and it is a natural progression, that people then start supporting each other, uh, and that's a really lovely thing, especially similarly in these workshops. That, uh, that I run um, at the Fringe, it was a similar thing. People start to use these mindfulness skills and then you you know, you know, talk to your friends about them or if you're in the workplace, you talk to your colleagues about them you support people to go out for you know, a mindful walk or for t- to do some mindfulness. Often a lot of organisations have a room now where you can do relaxation and have some quiet time because people recognise that, you know... Um, 
you know, doing mindfulness can can help aid productivity and energy levels and, and engagement and things like that. So yeah. it, um, you know, it's, it's quite a, a positive a positive thing, yeah. So. Good for the people and it's good for the business as well. Yeah, it is. I think um, we we are on the cusp of something now where, where definitely the, the stigma is reducing around um, mental health and people are, to- are, are talking more about it. But I think crucially it's the how, how you know, that, that you create something that is palatable, meaningful and credible for a business. Um, I use a lot of science and a lot of psychology in order to do that. But it's also about the how, so how you implement these things. Um, and the idea really is going back to that sort of incremental gains, you just put in place small um, sort of uh, positive rituals and routines every day in terms of mindfulness and stress reduction relaxation and then that pays dividends and people then start to pay it forward and talk to their colleagues or friends about it um these are all things we know intuitively but i think the science behind it gives a bit of buy-in which is always good it helped me buy into it so i look at it from that angle that it, it kind of you kind of need that to um for people to get involved with it i think um yeah yeah so rachel you're um you were doing a show with Lorraine, actually Totes Maze, was that it? Actually Totes Maze, yeah. That's the one. Uh, are you bringing it down down south for a few few shows in London? Can people catch it still? Well, funnily enough, it's interesting you ask, because we are uh, hopefully looking at running um, a comedy night of the same name. Um, <laughs> So we can keep so some of the marketing literature. Yeah, keep the leaflets. <laughs> exactly. We're working smart. We're trying to be productive. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we yeah, so we're we're hopefully going to run a night, and then um, a great thing that we um, I, I, I think I speak for myself on the run here. You know, in terms of you know um, sort of um, crowd work side of things, and seeing interaction with the audience and things like that, which. Um, I mean, historically, we would do a lot of open mic spots, so that 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 muscle we hadn't really used. So I think that would be, yeah, we'll be bringing more of that um, to the night. Excellent. When 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 we get round to it, let us <laughs> know. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great, Rachel. Thanks very much for chatting to us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Quick reminder where they can find you online. At White Space London. W I S E S. P-A-C-E, London. I realise with the Northern accent sometimes people think. <laughs> <laughs> Take the Northern accent out and people will get it. It's all right. We'll, exactly, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll yeah. tweet out a tweet with all the links and stuff so people can oh, find brilliant. it. brilliant. Awesome. Brilliant. Rachel, thanks so much. I'll chat to you again. Thank you so much. Cheers, Stuart. All the best. Bye. Cheers. Bye.